Welcome to Raw Relationships, the podcast that keeps relationships real and wonderful. I'm Melissa, and I'm your host. This episode is sponsored by Psychic Text Readers. They offer genuine psychic advisors for any questions you may have. They're just a text away. PsychicTextReaders.com Welcome listeners to my show. Today I am interviewing Lorna Adams. She is a psychic and I am so excited to chat with her. She's going to tell us um, about her gifts and she's also going to do a little mini reading on me to show you guys, give you a little taste of what she can do. So you can call her up as soon as we're done. (laughs) So without further ado, uh, welcome Lorna to the podcast. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So please tell us about your gifts and, and what you do and how you got started with, with doing your readings. Well, I uh, started to communicate with my spirit guides, and we all have spirit guides, when I was about 14. And um, I would be having kind of a dream, but it was a lot uh, more real than that. And my guides would... Um, asked me to wake up and write down what they were talking about so I wouldn't forget it. So I always did that, you know, in the middle of the night. And um, I had a family friend who this morphed into what's called automatic writing, which has been around forever. And it's described as writing without conscious thought. Um, You're aware, you know, it's not like you go somewhere else, but you're aware and it's, uh, you just, tune in to what your spirit guides are saying. And um, so this family friend uh, was really my mentor, and um, this sort of took on a life of its own, and so I would uh, start to type, you know, uh, what I had written, because a lot of times I would forget or I couldn't read my writing. Um, So uh, they would talk about really complex things like from Akashic Records and, you know, very intense stuff and I had no idea what it meant so that's sort of how it started my education started with them and um, although I've had a couple of other careers um, I started doing readings at my husband's request because he said you know you have to do this because it helps people so but I really I really didn't want to do it I have to tell you because um, my family knew that I had this ability um, and then to speak to those who passed when, uh, when I was about 19, a friend died and three days later he came to me and started talking to me just like my spirit guides do. And, uh, so I jotted it down. And, um, so, um, you know, even for friends that I've had for 20 plus years, never knew that I had this ability until I came out of the psychic closet, you know, about 12 years ago, um, so, and then I've been doing it full-time ever since. Oh, wow. That's really, really nice that your husband kind of um, pushed you into it because a lot of people, I think, are not quite so open to <laughs> to the psychic. Yeah. So he's, a, he's, a, he's a great guy. And actually, on one of our first dates, we went to his uh, – they have a family cabin, you know, on the water in, in Washington State – 
And uh, his mother and grandmother raised him, and they're both passed. And so when I got into that cabin, beautiful cabin, rustic cabin, um, they used to live there a lot. And so they just, those two just bombarded me. Mm-hmm. And I felt that, you know, he's a pretty spiritual guy. So I said, boy, I got to, I've got to pass this on. I said, you know, your mom is here and I've just got to pass this on to you because she's just really bugging me, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. so he's very, he's very open to it. Yeah, and it's funny how spirit is persistent, you know, like they don't, yeah. they're not, <laughs> they don't really want to um, ease up when they really have a message, I think, for someone. <laughs> yes, yes, that's, you know, that's in the, in my readings that take place, sometimes um, grandparent energy is super powerful. I don't know why, but it is, and a lot of times a grandparent will insist on being acknowledged before I can move on with the reading. And they just, uh, I say they fill up my radar screen, you know, in my mind's eye. And um, now they say, no, I just have, this person has to know that I'm here and this and that. So mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. They're, they're pretty insistent. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. So when, like, what age did you start realizing that you that you had the gifts that you have? I was about 14, and uh, I was always really fascinated with um, afterlife and, you know, parallel worlds and universes, and um, I was really just always fascinated by that and would go to the library and just seek out, you know, those books. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorite authors is uh, still Ruth Montgomery, who you can still find her books online, um, but she was a Washington um, newspaper reporter and very kind of cynical, and she also wrote many books. Automatic, she did automatic writing as well, so she was sort of my hero when I was growing up because here I could read about somebody who had this weird ability like me, you know, so it was great. And how did your parents... Um, deal with it like did you go to them did or did they just know well this um this friend of ours uh anita who is my mentor she had been doing um she would write a page um mm-hmm. a eight and a half by 11 page every day from her uh her main guide and so um we were friends uh with their family so we would visit their house often and go swimming and so my mom is very open spiritually to those sorts of things and um so it was funny because it was just not a big deal it was just sort of a natural extension um nobody really made a big deal about it at all that's good that's good because it seems like so many so many people that you know just don't you know you I, i hear a lot of people um, they come from a generation, you know, they're like fifth generation psychics. So they, their family, their mother or their grandmother was one. So it's easy, you know, then they're kind of grown mm-hmm. into it. But sometimes if they're not, they're just like, oh, that kid's weird. <laughs> yeah. Know? They're not quite so accepting of it. And then, and then people kind of, that's what they think about themselves. Like there's something wrong with me. Yeah. I don't understand. And what would be your advice to somebody in that position that, you know, feels they have these kind of gifts, but 
um, number one, doesn't have support, and number two, is really scared to kind of come out of the psychic closet, as you said. Well, I would, I mean, you know, now, I mean, you know, I was talking like uh, back in the 70s, right, which feels like, you know, ancient times now, but there are so many books and, um, I mean, not to mention the internet of, you know, uh, people with different uh, skills and gifts and abilities that they would have. So uh, I would say, you know, uh, find someone you like or find a, a group of readers that you like or a metaphysical shop uh, that could lead you in the right direction and support you as long as you um, stay away from any dark energies or negative energies, Ouija board spells and that kind of um, stuff that's really playing with fire, you know, uh, negative energies, dark energies, because they're out there. Um, always steer clear of those and just stay with the white light of the divine. And um, that's what I would do if I if I didn't have support. Um, and that's what I did. You know, I headed to the, to the library or so. I guess you could just head to Amazon <laughs> instead yeah, or, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think, like you said, metaph- metaphysical shops, because they are all over nowadays. Yes. They're a, a definitely a good place to kind of go and, and chat with like-minded people and and stuff like that. And that's what they do. So they're not going to judge you. They're going to actually relate to you, which is nice, you know. Yes, yes. And, and there, it's so wonderful that, you know, shops like that that offer group meditations and, you know, uh, positive reinforcement, things like that. Meditation is a really powerful tool. Um, you know, it's a little difficult at first, so I always suggest people don't, you know, maybe do just like 10 minutes, you know. Um, and then it gets easier. Uh, but it's, it can be pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah, just quieting the mind. Yeah. Meditation is, is great for everything, I think. I'm a firm believer in meditation for all things. <laughs> yeah. Especially stress. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So today you're going to give me a mini reading to show everybody what what you do. So if you'd like to get started with that, we could definitely do that. Sure. Um, I don't want to take up a whole bunch of your time. I know you're a very busy lady. Um, so you can just go ahead and take over the show and tell me what to do. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, what I do, Melissa, is um, I can connect with anybody's energy, whether they're living or past. Uh, it doesn't matter. And all I need is their first name. Sometimes when I do uh, animals, sometimes it's nice to have a picture of them. I'm not sure why, but it doesn't work with people. So before anybody comes for a reading or I do a ton of Skype and a ton of phone uh, readings, um, I just uh, do a meditation and clear my energy and listen to what um, the guides will begin to say about um, this person that I'm going to speak with. So with you, what I did was I just, um, I just wrote down general impressions of energy that just comes sort of flying by like a cloud. Um, and uh, the other thing to keep in mind, I'm not sure about other psychics, but for me, spirit always tends to speak metaphorically, and we tend to take things, we're very black and white, you know, mm-hmm. so um, uh, I, I, first thing I got is that a, like a son, I'm not sure if you lost a son, or if you're close with your son, but 
Um, and some people would say, oh, well, I don't have a son. And so it could be, let's say you had a nephew that you were really super close with and he was like a son. So uh, with spirit, you know, since they're coming from a place where there is no time and space, um, you, you have to be a little allowing, you know, um, and not too black and white. So here's what I got. Um, first, the big thing that I get about you, Melissa, is that others tend to come to you first. And then the guides say, Melissa, to the rescue. Um, and um, the first impression I got was a son. I don't know if you've lost a son. And when they say lost, this could be a son perhaps who lost his way, um, you know, spiritually or life-wise. Um, lots of males. Go ahead. I have a, um, my daughter's boyfriend passed. So it oh. could be him. And what's his? I, I would think what, of him as a son. What's his name? His name is Ryder. Okay. With a Y? Yeah. Okay. Right. And it's interesting because um, he, he, you know, he feels like a son to you because, um, right, they say he he sort of needed mothering, you know, um, as far as his maturity level. I feel like he is just really sweet, like he has a big heart, almost yeah. his heart is almost too big for the world, you know, um, you know, because the world can be a harsh place. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and so they like to always say, like you tucked him under your wing. They they mm-hmm. use that term a lot. Um uh, we can come back to him. So lots of other male energy around you. Um, let me see. And it, it, it's sort of like uh, I get that you tried to help uh, Ryder a lot, and I yeah. see you worrying a lot about him um, yeah. when he was still alive. And yeah. are you, let me see, I get that you're married. This is your second husband? Yeah. yeah. And they say he's not the boy's father. And I don't know if, so it, I feel that your husband, no offense, uh, sort of kind of rolls his eyes at you help, trying to help Ryder. And he kind of, you know, cause, and he, not in a mean way, but he kind of says, oh, you know, Melissa, you know, you can't help everybody. So, you know, but go ahead and do what you can do, what I want to do. And he just kind of stays out of it. That's how I get your husband, yeah. you know, not in a mean way, though. Um, yeah. Then, I, then your mom pops in. Is she still alive? She is, yeah. Okay. And they say big impact on you in this lifetime. And then they say this, just when you think things are okay with mom, it starts up again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is how mom feels. Oh, yeah. And then and then right after there I feel a sister coming in, um, who's leaning on you um uh a lot. Um again, this isn't a negative thing, you know, she's just leaning on you. Um, and then they end up with um, that you try to be not so much the peacekeeper, but it's like I get a picture of you're trying to keep everybody okay and in place, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. And they show me this big system of like cogs and wheels and a lot of moving parts, you know. Um, and And you say, if you would just stay right there, all of you would be okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, you're very strong. Though. You're very, um, 
right? And this is why people are um, attracted to you because you're loving, you're kind, but you're strong. And it's like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm going to ask Melissa. I, I need her feedback, you know, which, again, is not a bad thing, you know. Yeah. You just have that strength. Yeah. Yeah, I think that even in the grocery store, I'll attract people in their whole life story. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and the guys want you to know that just because, um, you know, they – just because that happens, it doesn't mean you have to be held captive listening to their story um, if it's not convenient for you, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can just kindly say, you know, gosh, I'm on a schedule because I think a lot of the times most of us are, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And anything specific for a writer? Um. I don't know. Um, I guess just pretty much anything that they want to tell me. I don't know that I have any specific questions. He's very, um, he's very grateful in general, and they add sort of like he was in life. It, it. I feel like he was a happy, joyous soul. If you, if you took away the world. You know, he comes in as a happy and joyous soul. Yeah. Um, if you don't add the, they add, they say the difficulties, the complications, the um, multi-layered complications of this world. Um, yeah, he's just joyous and happy, and and this is what how he comes through. Um, this is how he comes through. And he's very grateful and thankful for everything that you did. I uh, I don't know that he took you up on it, they say, but he, he knew that he could pick up the phone day or night and it, you would never respond with, well, why are you calling me at this time? I mean, that just yeah. would never happen. You would never say those words. <laughs> yeah, no. You would, you would be like, how can I help, you know? And for that, he's really grateful um, to you for that. Yeah. He was definitely welcome anytime to give me a call or a text, and he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was it, was that a suicide? It. We don't know. Mm-hmm. I like to think not, but I wonder mm-hmm. that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of, mm-hmm. they, they say it was a, a car accident, but... Mm-hmm. He was suicidal at the same time, so I wonder if it wasn't a car accident on purpose. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, he he's showing me that he's batting around the idea. That's how he says it. I was yeah. batting around the idea of of taking myself out of this life, you know. Yeah, um, he was. He was. He yeah. Was, he definitely was. He reached out to me before he... Um, passed and said he was going to and then I told him don't be silly don't do that and all day it was bugging me and bugging me so I finally messaged his mom and I said check on him and he had done something I think he took pills or something and then he got into the hospital and he was fine but then just a couple months later he got into a car accident and died (laughs) yeah so the question is there for everyone like did he do it on purpose or was it an accident, like was it an actual accident? 
Which yeah. I like to think it was an actual accident. He learned from doing it because he came to me after he did it and he gave me a big hug and he said he would never, he wouldn't do it. You know, he promised uh-huh. he wouldn't. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I kind of, I don't know what to think. <laughs> yeah. He, well, it's a couple of things. It's a little bit of both, he says. And, um, you know, he, he's so torn because he didn't, uh, you know, he didn't want anybody to feel responsible or guilty or like, gosh, I should have, could have, would have, I could have helped him. Um, and it was in the actual terms, he says it was an accident because it's, he did not, he did not set out to, you know, I am going to crash my car into a brick wall or into a tree. He didn't set out to do that. And so what was accidental, the part was, um, right, was the cumulative amount of pills um, that he took with some alcohol. There, And then you go, did I, did I take that or did I not take it? And so in that way, the, the, the drug seems uh, like an accident, um, right? And he says to, you know, he says, um, because he feels really bad about doing it because he feels bad, you know, to you, to his mom, like that. But he really says, you know, I was just at the end of my rope and I just didn't know what else to do. Um, and there's a whole there's a whole group of, um, you know, my guides talk about this, of these younger people um, taking themselves out of this life. Um, it's all, I don't know if they came in by accident um, I'm not sure, but I hear of these um, really often, a lot. Um, and it's sort of like they, they all sort of came in together. They were born around the same time, and they just decide that this place is just not for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, like you said, it's without all the layers of other crap going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, really really painful because, um, you know, the guides always say too, you know, you know, because, you know, hurting or killing ourselves goes against, you know, all of our, every cell in our body and all our DNA. So can you imagine how much pain someone is in to go against everything in you to end their life? I mean, um, the amount of pain they're in is just tragic, you know, really bad. So, yeah. Well, I know, I know my daughter, she holds a lot of guilt because she, she broke up with him just a couple months before that. What, what's her name, Melissa? Her name is Caitlin. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Well, right. And the guides say, but she was really had no choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, she didn't break up with him because, you know, she's an awful person. I mean, you know, it, 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 I really, they show me like her back was up against the wall, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know he was, you know, every time something would go wrong, he would kind of play the suicide card to her too. So yeah. she kind of, she didn't know what to do, but she didn't want to be stuck in that either, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. Who would? Because that's yeah. just not healthy. Um, yeah, I do feel like he made an effort to get help at some point and then just gave up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he did too. But he just, I just, sometimes I just wonder, you know, like, 
if, uh, like you said, th- these group of people that just can't handle it, you know. Uh-huh. Him, you know, it, I don't think it was something that just all of a sudden came on. It, it's something he's been, he was struggling with his whole entire life, you know. It wasn't just a one crazy day, <laughs> you know, he decided right. that this is how it was. And this is what my experience has been with these this group of younger people. Um, it's it's since the like right when they came in, you know, this has followed them and been with them all through their life. That being, I don't belong here. Why am I here? And when he he says when he went to go get help, whether it be a psychologist or a psychiatrist, it was sort of like he was speaking Chinese and the person listening to him didn't understand a word he was saying, mm-hmm. you know, cause he says, you know, I sort of beat that to death, you know, because I'm reaching out and he just gave up. It was just like, nobody just hearing me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. But he's fine. You should tell Caitlin, I mean, this, um, you know, it's like that, you know, that horse is out of the gate, you know. I mean, this was happening way before they met, mm-hmm. um, and it would have happened uh, regardless, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I believe if it wasn't meant to happen, then I don't care how many pills you take or how many, you know, brick walls you try and drive into, it won't happen because if it's not your time, it's not your time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, do you? Do your guides tell you if he's around um, spiritually? Yes, he's quite funny because a lot of this humor of him comes, they say, from the relief of being, um, right, unburdened, they say, um, out of the physical. And he's quite the jokester, and he likes to to take things and move things. Yeah. So... As an example, it would be like, uh, well, I know I set my keys down over here, and then you find them in a completely different place. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and this is many times people that have passed will do this, um, not for really any particular reason other than they just want you to know that they're there and they're okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But he thinks it's quite funny. Too. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. I actually, I actually, uh, um, just like you, how you had said that your your friend had had come to you um, right after he passed. He was in my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep, and he, he he would do these weird things, um, like you know he would. I would come into the kitchen and usually it would be when I was crying or upset about, you know, upset about him and thinking about him and crying. And then I would see him, you know, run, run through the kitchen, like just silly, you know, just doing silly things. And I'd be like, what the heck? Like, what did I just see that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So is this like out of the corner of your eye? Uh, this one was pretty vivid. It was it was very. Um, I actually, you know, I'm actually very gifted as well, and I do, I do, I hear spirit, um, mm-hmm. 
but I haven't had much experience seeing them as like a physical being rather than maybe just a shadow or like you said, out of the corner of my eye. Right. Uh, but this time when I seen him, it was so surreal. It was, I seen like a shadow run across and then it was like he looked at me it was like his face like his actual face and I it almost kind of scared me actually yeah (laughs) what the heck but he had this great big grin on his face because he was very much a jokester he was very funny and you know always doing things to make people laugh and it was like I I had to kind of pinch myself and say okay, what, what's going on? You know, something uh-huh. I can, I can hear spirit and I can feel them, but I really don't like seeing them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That creeps me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, isn't that funny that the uh, contradiction of that, but I, uh, when I was younger, I felt exactly the same way. I said, you can do whatever you can ring the bell. You can do, I said, but do not materialize in front of me, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? So yeah. now it, it doesn't bother me so much. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, and they will, you know, the great thing, because we have free will is, you know, the guides are, um, or even someone who's passed are more than happy to, um, you know, oblige and not <laughs> stand right yeah. at the foot of your bed, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you ask them, just tell them, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I have to tell you, I have a client. And she's so funny, and uh, she's older, and she's just so down to earth. And she has two uh, friends of hers, males that have passed, and she tells this one, knock three times, right, like the song. And the other one, she says, I just want you to knock two times so I know it's you. And they do. I mean, they actually follow instructions. Isn't that nice? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It would be great. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I thank you very much, Lorna. That that was uh very very accurate, very um validating and um I think it'll be very um healing for my daughter to listen to this episode. Oh good. It'll be a great way to get her to listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when they're 21 years old they think they know everything and oh yeah <laughs> uh, but it'll, it'll be good for her um because i think she's you know it holds her back and she's she carries a lot of guilt and i keep trying to tell her you know it's there's nothing you could have done it's just is what it is and in my opinion she just needs to take from it um and be thankful that she had his presence around Sure. Yeah. He was, you know, he was bigger than life, and you know, he he just everybody that he came in contact with loved him because he was just that kind of guy. And, yeah. Uh, there's nothing she could have done that could have changed the outcome, and you know, she she says, "Well, if I wouldn't have broke up with him," and I said, "Well." You know, if it was just a car accident, then if you wouldn't have broke up with him, maybe you would have been in the car. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Right, right. You know, there's so many things that we can't, we can't change the past. We just have to kind of move forward and and learn from it, sadly. But I know um, she says she felt him um, with her, so I believe that that's very, you know, true, and, and he's, I'm sure he's right with her. 
any moment he can be. <laughs> yes. And, you know, the other thing, Melissa, too, is that uh, I believe everything happens for a reason, you know. Um, but the, you know, the frustrating thing is that sometimes we don't find out what that is for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just doesn't unfold. So, you know, that's a tough. And it's really hard. I, I always remember that, you know, when people leave the physical, when they, you, they don't walk through the door anymore, that's mm-hmm. still really a shocking thing for yeah. us. Yeah. You know, it just yeah. is. That's, you know, it's just, it, it's a really difficult thing. It is. I know even like for myself, cause I used to, um, him and I talked a lot. Um, mm. And even if I would, you know, the, I have two young children as well. And he just loved uh, my oldest boy. He's four. And, you know, when he would make funny faces, I would send him pictures. And even still, it's been, it'll be a year coming up. I'm, I get a good picture and I'm like thinking, oh, I should text it to Ryder. And then it's like, oh, darn it, <laughs> you know. But right. then I always, just because, you know, I think because I am spiritual, I think it's okay because he's here. He can see you know, he sees yeah. it better than he could ever see it in a picture. So um, that's how I kind of keep myself, you know, from grieving or holding on um, or not holding on, but getting stuck in that. that yeah. Way. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, though. We want them, you know, we want, you know, we're just tied to that physical. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. how we are. And it's um, yeah. it's tough. So how can our listeners um, get in contact with you, Lorna? Well, the best way is through my website, which is my name, uh, lornaadams.com. And Lorna is L-O-R-N-A, Adams, A-D-A-M-S. And uh, I've got a new website coming out um, just to replace the old one in about a week which will have a scheduling app on it that I'm very excited about. So you can just uh, go online and uh, pay for a reading and schedule it um, whatever day and time that you prefer. Uh, So it makes it super easy. So we don't have to email back and forth and (laughs) all of that. So um, yeah. And then on my, um, on my website, of course, there's my phone number, so feel free to pick up the phone. There's my email address. Um, so that's the best way, lornaadams.com. And uh, I always try to uh, get back to people um, at least within a day. So I try to keep up on that. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again for for chatting with me and chatting to our listeners and um the the mini reading and uh i can't yeah. uh yes i can't wait to let my daughter listen to it <laughs> she's well my better. pleasure thank you yeah. melissa thanks for uh thanks for having me mm-hmm.